The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another wonderful edition of DFS today. Um, I am hosting for the first time, uh, so everyone can, can bear with me as, as I fumble around some of the, the lineup cards and things like that. But I'm, jo- I'm joined for the first time, first time on this Thursday, uh, sorry, on this Friday, um, February 5th show with none other than Chuck. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, Dave. How you doing, man? Uh, all, all good over here. Doing well, doing well. Excited to uh, jump into a little nine-game slate with you. And I know oh, that you've been itching to, to get one of these giant cards, and I feel oh, like man. this is the perfect opportunity. All I've been getting is these chopped-up Saturday to Sunday slates lately, so it's nice to be able to do a, a full nine-gamer for one. So I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely, absolutely. So before we jump in, I just wanted to do a quick shout-out to mybookie.ag. Uh, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, who do you like, Lakers or Clippers, Rodgers or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guarantees to give me the best lines for the national championship, college football game, uh, on January 11th, as well as, of course, of course, the Super Bowl coming up this weekend uh, when the Chiefs take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so you know me, and you know that I don't give out my stamp approval very easily. But to earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my book is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter code, promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sport you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best, bet with my bookie. All right, so jumping into the first game of the night, 7 p.m. start. We got Chicago Bulls taking on the Orlando Magic in Orlando. Uh, we've got a, a game spread um, of 221.5 points with the Bulls favored by two. Um, as far as injuries are concerned, we got a few on both sides of the ball. On, on the Bulls side, you have Wendell Carter Jr. out. Otto Porter Jr. is doubtful in this one. Um, and then on the Orlando Magic side, you got Alfaro Camino out, Michael Carter-Williams out, Markel Fultz out, Jonathan Isaac out, and Aaron Gordon out. So before, so let's just jump in right on right to the Bulls. Who do you like, Chuck? Um, for the Bulls, uh, well, last game with the Knicks was, uh, was a little rough, but I, I like that young again. Um, I like how they're kind of playing him at the center there and they're going to need somebody other than Gafford to kind of go up against big Vooch there. Um, at 6,200, he's up a little bit, but he's just producing on a nightly basis and he's pretty much just uh, stuffing the, the stat sheet right now. So I like that at 6,200. I've looked ahead to, to the other games here and I, I think um, him at that 6K range is definitely uh, one of the top options there for me um, at that price throughout the whole slate. Um, I guess the other guys that I would look at, there's not much value play here on the side of the ball for me. And, you know, if you want to take a shot at 8,400 Zach Levine, he's just been, uh, he, he's still producing, but he's, he's just struggling. He's not the, the 50 fantasy point Zach Levine he's been lately. So it's just uh, definitely a tournament play for me. No, that's a great call out. That's a great call out. 
the Thaddeus Young call is fantastic. His, his price tag has jumped up uh, quite a bit. He's been on this this new triple double tear that he's been on, but he's absolutely going to be a, a great play in, in this type of matchup, especially against the Magic, who are just reeling and they don't have a lot of a lot of forwards that can really go up against him in this matchup. So he's a great play. Um, and then as far as do you have any interest in Kobe White at six thousand? He's definitely a wild card guard for sure. He- yeah, wild card for sure. Just the way he's been playing lately, uh, he's he's let me down and uh, just producing under thirty fantasy points. But I mean, he's dropped down to six k, definitely from what he was at the start of the season. So, uh, I mean, if you want to take a chance on Kobe White, I'm I'm gonna pass until I can see uh, him come back to the Kobe White we saw of early season. Yeah, that's a great call. Uh, I think yeah, I, I, as far as the Bulls side, I, I think we've we've kind of exhausted all those options. Who do you like on the Magic? <laughs> Uh, the Magic side is gonna, definitely going to be uh, the top two. Now that Aaron Gordon's out, um, Evan Fournier, 6,200. Another guy I'm um, going to have to pick and choose between him and Thad at that price. Um, they're both around the same range. And then uh, Big Vucevic, uh, I, I don't see who's going to stop him. They're going to have Thad at center, you know, if they're going to run Gafford or if they're going to run Markinen on him. Uh, I, I just think at, at 8,500, he's uh, he's – He's up a little from the 8,200 we saw last game, but I think he had, he's going to have a nice uh, – he just had a great game, and I think he's going to be able to repeat uh, against his Bulls team. Yeah, that's a great call. I mean, it's it's really hard not to play Vucevic in this battle against Markkinen. Uh, yeah, his, as you called it, his price tag is 8,500, but he's had a price tag of 9,500 this season so far. So 8,500 mm-hmm. is, is nothing to, to sweat over. Um, he's going to be one of the probably the better center options at that price tag. So that's a great call. Uh, and then uh, the other guy I'm looking at, again, very much a GPP play just because of his level of productivity has not been there recently, is going to be Terrence Ross. I mean, oh. he's been absolutely atrocious in his oh. last two games. He's made a total of two <laughs> field goals in his last him. two games. I know. Absolutely garbage. <laughs> But he, he loves he loves a lot of things. He loves shooting. He loves missing. He loves sucking and he loves ruining lineups. So Terrence Ross, I don't care if you go off for 60 fantasy points. I am not taking you. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why I caution everyone at GBP punt play only. Only if, if you're willing to take a shot because that price tag is getting to a point where it's worth almost a punt at this point at 4,900 against the, against the Bulls. Uh, only reason why I even suggest him. So um, <laughs> awesome. Um, I, other than that, I, I think we're we're good on on this game. I think we can jump right into uh, New Orleans Pelicans going to Indiana to take cool. on the Pacers. Uh, the total is a pretty pretty good two twenty six and a half total with the Pacers favored by three as of as of this recording. Um, as far as injury news. On the Pell side, there's no injury news to report, which is pretty shocking uh, at this point in the season um, with all of the injuries piling up across the board. And then on the Pacer side, the only real injury concern uh, that's been a concern since the trade has been Karis LeVert with his medical condition. He's, he's out for the foreseeable future. With that said, who do you like on the Pelican side? So the Pels uh, were just shooting threes like crazy last game, um, and they looked great. Uh, Zion, he did play. It was uh, for some reason he loves playing on ESPN games. Um, I'm gonna step away from Zion in this matchup just with Miles Turner and Sabonis. Um, uh, 
And I'm going to look at Brandon Ingram at 8K. There's a lot of high guys and a lot of guys around that range this uh, this entire slate. But I think Brandon Ingram, he's in a good spot, especially with uh, Indy's uh, defense on that side of the ball. So Brandon Ingram at 8K is good. Uh, is definitely going to be in a couple of my lineups there. Um, the other guy is going to be Steven Adams, man. He's just a good uh well, he's at 5,800 now, just the center for that salary. He's just been producing on a nightly basis. Um, I mean, other than games when they blows out, but he, he's definitely given us 30 plus fantasy points on a nightly. So just at 5,800, you're looking for a low center. Steven Adams is just producing um, consistently. And I think uh, anywhere else I'm going to go, if he's out, uh, Jackson Hayes just doesn't look like the play anymore. It looks like it's going to be Hearn and Gomez. He's he's stepping up at 3,600. So if Adams does end up being out for any reason, um, I think I would definitely go Hearn and Gomez at 3,600 over Jackson Hayes. But other than that, not really feeling any much more value on the side of the ball. So I think those are pretty much the top two to three guys I'm looking at here. Yeah, that's a great call. I mean, it's it's definitely going to be interesting on the, on the Pelican side. Zion has finally shown that he's has capabilities to actually produce some steals and blocks recently. Um, just because before that he was really struggling in kind of getting his whole kind of DFS game together. Um, because you know he's going to put up plenty of points. His rebounds have been pretty pretty low for for a guy with his abilities. I, I expect that number to start increasing as season goes on. But as far as this matchup goes against the Pacers. Pacers are coming off an absolute blowout to the Bucks, So I think the Pelicans are going to have a much more competitive game here. Um, in that case, Zion at, at 8,100 is going to be absolutely crush-worthy. Um, and then Brandon Ingram, again, another guy you can go to pretty consistently. He's down to 8,000. Um, his price tag is, is pretty comfortable. Um, he hasn't been putting up really really strong games. He's been pretty much averaging in the, the mid-30s, fantasy point-wise. So I'm not going to have a lot of interest in Ingram. Uh, the only other guy I'm going to take some shots on uh, on the Pelican side, I, I love the Adams call. Um, and if he, Again, he should be healthy, but if he's not, the Herman Gomez call is, is a fantastic one at 3,600, um, the cheapest center you could possibly get in, in this kind of game scenario. So he could be in play. But the only guy I'm looking at really is going to be Nikhil Alexander-Walker, um, you know, the backup shooting guard, 4,400. You know, he's a guy that you never know how many minutes he's going to play night in, night out with, with the likes of Ball and Bledsoe healthy. But with that said, again, great GPP option in this on this slate uh, because he can have – if he plays 20, 25 minutes and he, he makes some shots, he can do a little bit of everything, get to 25 fantasy points or high 20s. Suddenly, he's a steal at, at that 4,400 price tag. So I, I, I'm going to say he's probably one of my – favorite kind of value plays if the situation calls for it, especially in this game. Absolutely. Um, that's, a, that's a good call. I, I concur with that one. Uh, Nas, uh, he's, a, he's a solid option if he's getting those minutes. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, who do, who do we like on the Pacers side? Oh, man, they looked awful last game. Um, they just could not get anything together other than <laughs> the Capitano there, uh, Mr. Sabonis, Bonus himself. Um, I. 8600 uh he's he's up a little but he's down from what he's been up to he's been up to 10k at some point but uh just what he's producing uh monster double doubles on a nightly basis um another 
option you'll have to be thinking about in that high 8,000 range. Um, just the way he's leading this team, a facilitator, he's doing everything on the court. It's, it's, if, if these guys are going to stay in the game, he's going to be going off as long as he's not getting in foul trouble. Um, bonus is, is the play on this side of the ball. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, he's, uh, he was struggling with a shot last game, so I'm going to stay away and just kind of see what's going on with him for a little bit. Um, I don't like the matchup here for him. Uh, I think the other guy, I mean, you could go the big three all day, but I'm going to stay away from Miles Turner and Malcolm Brogdon just in this matchup uh, with Steven Adams there on the other side of the ball. But Jeremy Lamb looking for a bounce back. He's had uh, double-digit scoring except for that last game and another game um, back against Charlotte and just uh, two games since he's been back. He, he hasn't scored in double digits. So at 5,200, he's a good value play. Um and a good matchup for him. I like Lamb, and he's getting those minutes. And the other guy would just be T.J. McConnell. He's 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 up. Uh, he's going up to 5K now. Um, you know, the past three games, so he's just producing. He's almost producing 30 fantasy points per game. He's there. He's stuffing the stat sheet. He's doing everything. He's he's popping dimes to everybody. So, um, just another good solid. Uh, I won't even call him value play anymore because he's at 5K. But he's definitely a good play producing at that 5K range. Yeah, that's a great call. TJ McConnell, um, a guy that a former Sixer, uh, just throw that out there. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's been he's been absolutely falling uh, for the Pacers, despite. And the best part is because he's getting minutes regardless of whether the game's close or not. So that's something to keep in mind, especially in this type of matchup against the Pels. Um, I think he's going to be a, a guy that can really perform, and his price tag has not jumped much over his last three games despite his increased production. So I love that call. Uh, and then th- I-, I know you're shying away from Malcolm Brogdon. I actually like him in this matchup against okay. the Pelicans backcourt <laughs> just because he's been playing pretty pretty consistent recently. He's coming off an absolutely awful shooting performance against the Bucks. I expect him to right the ship. I mean, he's he's a pretty consistent field goal percentage guy. Um, you know, I don't think the, the Pelicans are necessarily going to be a tough matchup. Uh, from, from that perspective, because he, he, can, he can do a little bit of everything across the, the board. Um, so I expect him to bounce back um, and, and get to that 40 to 45 point fantasy range. And at that point, 8,000, he's going to be a great, great call potentially. Um, and then your Jeremy Lamb call. Uh, love Jeremy Lamb. He plays, he, I play him virtually in almost all my lineups um, as a great contrarian play to everyone else because he doesn't get enough ownership on most slates. Mm-hmm. And I fully expect him to get low ownership in this one as well. So um, he's a guy that, again, coming off a, a poor performance against the Bucks when everyone played poorly outside of your Sabonis call, um, <laughs> I expect him to bounce back. His price tag is down to 5200 a nice little salary reduction. So he's going to be a nice little play for me. And then the final play is the, my favorite play of this entire game, and that's going to be DeMontis Sabonis, 8600 Still not in the 9,000 range. He, he's, his price tag has dropped um, since a few couple weeks ago when he was at over 10,000 even. Um, so now he's at 8,600. Just a plug-and-play as they come. Uh, I don't expect too much of an issue going up against the likes of Steven Adams or Zion. So I fully expect Sabonis to put up another 50, 55-point burger, um, at which point best play of the game. Uh, no question about it. Uh, with that said, let's uh, let's jump into the next game on the, our slate. It's a 7.30 p.m. start time. We have the Toronto Raptors 
taking on the Brooklyn Nets, um, vi- visiting the Brooklyn Nets, apologies, oh, with, yeah. a, with the highest spread of this entire slate uh, of 243. Uh, shootout. Nets, yeah, shootout indeed, <laughs> with the Nets favored by five points. Um, on the Toronto side, as far as injuries are concerned, you have OG Ananobi, uh, Malachi Flynn, Jalen Harris, and Patrick McCaw all out. Um, and then on the Brooklyn Nets side, you have out Spencer Dinwiddie for the season, Reggie Perry's out for this one, and yep. Nicholas Claxton is also out for the Nets. So with that said, who do you love in this shootout opportunity uh, for the Toronto side? So now you like Malcolm Brogdon there. The only reason I didn't like him here is because you got these two guys on this side of the ball now. You got Van Vliet and Lowry around the same range. So if you had a pick between the two, are you going Van Vliet? Or are you going Brogdon in your main lineup here? Say you had one lineup to go. Who, who do you like better there? Putting me right on the spot earlier. I, I love it. it. I love That's it. I love it, That's the only reason I faded Brogdon. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? I have to say I'm going to stick to my guns and stick with Brogdon all, just because okay. <laughs> Van Vliet and Larry potentially might have to, to share some of the workload. And, you know, for me, I'm all about the contrarian play. So I'm going right. to go Brogdon. Cool. Yeah, no, definitely a big primetime national television game. These guys are uh, high total. This game's just going to be a total shootout. I expect nothing less. Um, you got your top dogs here, Van Vliet, Lowry. Um, it's uh, it's really picking which one you want to go. They both had a great game. Van Vliet just had a ridiculous off-the-wall balls to the wall kind of game so i i expect them to have another good game i don't expect them to have another 70 point fantasy game against brooklyn um even though brooklyn hates playing defense but um i like van vliet 7900 definitely not up there with some of these other big dogs so i think at 7900 i like him at the at the point position here it's uh i like him over lowry too in this matchup um the other guy uh is what was who was i thinking here before um Oh man, uh, where are we here? Oh yeah, Watanabe. I like Watanabe. Um, at thirty five hundred, Yuta's just uh, he didn't get as many minutes last game and he didn't produce that much. But um, I like him just for a solid option off the bench at thirty five hundred. So uh, I think that's pretty much where I'm going to go on this side of the ball. I mean, you can go uh, Pascal Siakam, but. There's so many other options on this slate. I just, I really like Van Vliet. And if I'm going to use a value guy here, it's uh, Watanabe here, especially if anybody's out on this side of the ball. Powell's just, he, he's going up on his price. So I'm going to pass on Powell in this one as well. How about yourself? Yeah, no, that's a great call. Like I said, um, just to be contrarian, I'll go Brogdon, but going Lowry or Van Vliet um, are both great, great calls. And they're going to be very popular, I have a feeling, just given the game total and the expectation for it to be one of those. One of those absolute lack of defensive efforts between both sides. So Fred Van Vliet, 7,800, I like a little bit better as well over Kyle Lowry, 7,800. But it's hard to go wrong with either of them. Uh, it's going to be hard, obviously, to get a bunch of these kind of guards in the seven, uh, high 7K, low 8K range. Uh, just because right. there's quite a few that are pretty uh, going to be pretty popular, I think. Um, so that's the only concern. Um, the only guy, I know you're kind of anti-Pascal Siakam. I mean, hmm. 7,600, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, it's, he's definitely priced appropriately coming off um, a game where he didn't have to do much in, in the blowout against the Magic. 
you know, if, if this game, you know, push comes to shove, if it comes down to the wire, he's going to have to put up 50, 55 fantasy points for, for them to have a chance against the, the Nets firepower. And the Nets don't play any defense so far this season. So with that said, Siakam should be in play. Um, for me, at least, and, and for Absolutely. everyone else, hopefully. Um, and then the only other guy I'm going to throw out there, I know you love Yuta, uh, and, and Yuta is always a popular play, I think more because just because of the story versus the uh, potential game, but he's been pretty consistent, to your, to your point, um, outside yep. of the last game, 20, 20 points a game, fantasy points a game, 3,500 is a very reasonable price tag. The only other guy I'm looking at is Chris Boucher. I, okay. I, have, I have to do it. <laughs> I have to do it because at some point, at some point, Nick Nurse is going to have to play him minutes. I'm trying to point. envision him in this matchup. How would they play him in here? And it's just, it's tough to see him on the court against this Brooklyn team. But it, I mean, if he does and he gets those minutes, absolutely. I mean, good call. That's the only concern really is, but the, honestly, with the Nets, you never know. They sometimes run a lineup with Kevin Durant at center. At which point, Boucher would be a pretty good matchup, you would think. Right. So, with that said, I mean, again, another one of those GPP punts, kind of like my earlier call um, with uh, Terrence Ross, but definitely someone to just monitor. If you get any kind of indication that Nick Nurse is actually going to play him 20, 25 minutes, then he is a plug-and-play, no question. Especially if we hear that Aaron Baines might be nursing an injury before the game or something like that. That right. could be helpful as well. So just just some things to keep in mind um, when you're looking at this game in general. Um, and and that's, that's pretty much it on, on the Raptors side. Who do you like on the Nets? I'm in Shumpert all in. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Joe Harris at 5,800, especially if Harden's playing. I'm loving how Harden's just driving to the basket and finding, uh, finding Harris in the corner. Um, as long as his shot's going, and, and it has been lately. I uh, struggled a little bit last game, but he's he's just been on fire. And uh, I think Joe Harris at 5,800 is a great option. Um, other than that, you got your Durants and your Kyries and your Harden. So it's kind of like wherever you want to go there, they're all pretty uh, pretty high, 9,100, Kyrie, 9,600, KD, and 10-6, James Harden. It's, uh, Harden's back up there to where we remember Harden being. So I, I like Kyrie in this matchup. Um, shootout, Kyrie taking advantage, showing up fan bleat from his last game, uh, Kyrie at 9,100, and KD at 9,600. I like those plays over the Harden 10-6 play. That, that's a great call. That's an absolutely great call. I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you when it comes to, uh, to that call. So, I mean, it's it, the Nets, again, it's, it's, it's the same guys over and over again. Joe Harris, lo- love that call as well. 5,800. Uh, that price tag is, is, is pretty, pretty reasonable. Um, a guy that can absolutely produce. If a shot's falling, he can put up 30, 35 fantasy points uh, in a heartbeat. And his price tag, it's, it's one of the highest price tags he's had in a while. But right. again, in this type of matchup, if, it go, if it's a running gun type of matchup, he's going to get plenty of spacing on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, Joe Harris should light up, light up the scoreboard, especially. Um, so he's, he's a great play. Uh, it's really hard to trust Kyrie, Durant, or Harden because you never know who's going to go off at any point. Uh, could, could be a couple of these guys in this matchup. If, if, if this game stays close and it, and it goes into one of those 180 game, sorry, 280 game total types of games that the Nets have played uh, recently. Um, hmm. Absolutely going to be looking at Kevin Durant at 90, at 9,600. 
Um, he's been priced over 10000 for the most part. Uh, so you're getting a discount at Kevin Durant. So anytime you get a discount on Kevin Durant, it's, it's, it's hard to, to fade it, especially against the Raptors. So I like Kevin Durant. Um, and then Joe Harris probably is my number, number two play. Uh, no one else really in that kind of speaks to me um, as, as someone that can really go off. DeAndre Jordan uh, was fun for a while when they were giving him some heavy minutes, but now he's getting under 20 minutes virtually every game. So not a lot of love on the DeAndre Jordan side. Uh, and, and, that's, yeah. and that's pretty much it from, the, from this game. Um, before we move on to the next game, I want to make a quick shout-out to the Bruise Letter. We need to pause the show for a big announcement, and it's a fun one. It's free stuff, everyone. Everyone loves free stuff. What's the stuff, you ask? The Bruise Letter is back. Oh, yes. Back and fresh for the 2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else, too. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast. It's not on any social media. It's only in the email newsletter, and you can sign up to get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021. Aaron Bruski, everyone, straight to your inbox. Enjoy. All right. Awesome. Going into the next game, you have Milwaukee Bucks going to travel to Cleveland. Poor Cleveland. Uh, 7.30 p.m. <laughs> the game total is 228.5 with the Bucks favored by a whopping 10 points. 10, huh? Wow. Yeah, it's okay. it's, it's the largest spread so far um, mm. on this slate. It might possibly be the largest spread we're going to see on this slate as well. Yeah. Um, going into the injuries, on the Bucks side, there are none. And then on the Cavalier side, you have Matthew Delvadova, who is out for this game. Larry Nance is also out. Kevin Love is out. And as far as questionable, the forever questionable, Colin Sexton with a neck strain. Um, so with that said, who do you like on the Bucks? Not on the Bucks side here, huh? Um, so Giannis at 10-8, I'm, I'm just going to stay away from this from that, from just from looking at that, that 10 line there, blowout potential. Um, so many better options uh, to look at with better matchups and better games going on. Um, Drew Holiday, 7,700. It's just been consistent. He's hitting shots. He's playing defense. He's giving us rebounds, assists, steals, the occasional block. Um, just a solid option at 7,700. Um, Brooks Lo- Brooke Lopez is going to have to be out there uh, with Drummond um, or Jared Allen, whoever they run. 5,100, another great low mid-tier center option to go with um when he's out there he's producing and he's he's hitting value at his 5k range so um brooke lopez isn't a bad option at all um not much value on this side of the ball so i think if i'm fading Giannis, i'm looking more at the middleton uh drew holiday and um you know brooke lopez if i'm really looking for blowout in my lineup, I'm going to be looking at Bobby Portis at 5,400. Just an always a solid option, hitting 40 fantasy points, plus 40 fantasy points in the past two games. Um, just a fantasy point-per-minute monster. And at 5,400, if this game is what it's saying it's going to be, he's going to be out there probably doing that again. So um, it's pretty much on, on this side of the ball. Not much value for me over here. But uh, how about you? 
Yeah, that's a great call. So let me ask you this. Are you playing Giannis at 10,800 10, on this slate? I'm going to have to play Giannis somewhere, yes. Is he going to be in my main lineups that I'm going to be depending on? Probably not. So uh, I'm definitely going to have some shares of him. Uh, I'm not going to be banking on him in every lineup, no. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I, I have to give you, uh, give you a test there. But um, <laughs> for me, I would not be playing Giannis uh, for the most part just because of the blowout potential. He should be getting... 25, 30 minutes, and we all know Giannis can go off in, in this limited amount of playing time. I just think they're just better plays on the slate. Um, there's not a real need to chase Giannis's price tag unless you really want to, um, just given a lot of a lot of the plays that are going to be under 10K uh, that we're going to go through as well. Right. So the only reason why I'm not going to go Giannis. But as far as on the Buck side, you know, Chris Middleton, 7,800. He's a guy that, if the game ends up being a blowout potential, um, certainly a guy that should be able to, to hold some value despite a blowout potential. He hasn't really been, been looking for the ball and hasn't been really shooting much recently. Uh, just something to, to keep in mind because his price tag continues to drop a little bit because he's only putting up between 6 and, and 10 field goal attempts a, a game recently. Right. So I'm wondering if he's being very passive and, and this could be the game where he decides to to start putting, yeah, start to go off and, and potentially, you know, put up 20 shot attempts. If he puts up 20 shot attempts, then he's a, a smash play. But I, I foresee him being more in align with recent games, and therefore um, I'm not going to have a lot of interest Chris Middleton. Uh, Drew Holiday, 7,700, certainly uh, someone to look at. He's been very, up until the last game, which was a blowout, he's been very consistent, putting up 45 fantasy points in the last three before that last game. Um, so if this game becomes a blowout, again, becomes more of a flyer just because of, you know, he's not going to get the same run and therefore his price tag doesn't become as, as interesting. Uh, so I'm not going to have a lot of interest in him. You, you touched on it. The only guy I've been looking at on the buck side is probably going to be Bobby Portis in a blowout scenario. Bobby right. Portis should go off. Um, simple as that in his last two games, he went for 41 and 44 fantasy points. I mean, the guy's an absolute stud when he gets the run. Um, and if this game closes out early at halftime, he's going to get plenty of second-half opportunity. Um, so if you're looking for a value center power forward option, Bally Portis is fantastic at that price tag. Yeah, he only ran for 17 minutes and put up 43 fantasy points. I mean, if that guy's going to do that and he's he's given that opportunity, it's 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 a no-brainer if you you think that ball's going to go that way, if that the game's going to go that way. Absolutely, absolutely. So, with this being a potential blowout, who do you like on the Cavs side? If it's going to be a blowout, well, if it's not going to be a blowout and I see it's going to be close, uh, Andre Drummond's at his lowest salary of the season at 8200. Um uh yeah, it's it's tough to to play him um, with all these options here, um, but Colin Sexton's questionable. I don't know if he's scared of that Drew Holiday defense, and it's just kind of going to sit this one out. But if if Sexton is out, I'm definitely looking at Darius Garland at 5800. Just a solid uh, uh, mid tier uh, guard there, just producing. Um, Averaging just about 30 fantasy points per night. Can't really go wrong if Sexton's out. I think if Sexton's out too, I'm looking at Chetty Osman at 4,600. Uh, usually when Sexton is out, um, it's usually, uh, and it looks like Nance is out already, right, for this game. Um, 
it's it, yep. it'll de- definitely be some Chetty time. He'll be putting up some shots and, and doing what he does, uh, being a facilitator on the court. So um, I like that. In a blowout scenario, um, you got to look at Dylan Windler at uh, thirty two hundred when he gets the opportunity over there. Um, he's putting up his uh, as at a fantasy point per minute. He he's doing it for thirty two hundred. He'll definitely hit value, especially in a blowout situation here. Um, other than him, it's pretty much all I really can recommend here on this side of the ball. So um, the balls if. if if this game, if I'm playing a lineup where this game is going to stay close, I'll play some Drummond at 8,200 only because he's at his cheapest. Uh, he's been um, coming off that last uh, that last game, but yeah, Sexton out. I'm going Garland. I'm going Chetty Osman. How about yourself? Yeah, um, with the the Sexton news is going to come down to tip off as as we expect with Colin Sexton injury news. Um, so so we'll, we'll probably lock in Sexton and then he's not going to end up suiting up. So 12 minutes with, later. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so with, with those expectations, uh, Darius Garland is a great call 5,800. Um, he's really been coming on since coming back from injury. Um, I think he's going to be a guy that should get plenty of run despite a blowout opportunity in the last game against the Clippers. It was a blowout and he still played 35 minutes and put up 30 fantasy points. So I love Garland at 5,800. He's probably my favorite play on the Cavs side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Drummond is a great call. Uh, coming back, 8,200 should be able to, to put up a pretty good number. My only concern is again the blowout opportunity. If, if it is a blowout, he's not worth 8,200. But if it stays close, he's going to smash that number. So it's it can go it can go a pretty wide spectrum of results here. But I expect a blowout, so I would not be playing Drummond. Uh, the only other guy I'm looking at on the Cavs side who I play can never get right for whatever reason is Torian Prince. Um, he's at 4,500, um, and he can put up fantasy points. Uh, with Larry Nance out and Kevin Love out, he should get um, should be able to get some starter minutes um, and be able to, to produce. Again, not a guy that's particularly reliable, but at 4,500 in a blowout opportunity game, you know, definitely worth taking a shot on Prince. Um, he's probably my second favorite play behind Garland, followed by Drummond on the Cavs side. Awesome. So unless you have anything else, I think we can d- jump right into the, the 8 o'clock games. I'm good with that. Excellent. So the first game up um, starting at 8 p.m. is the Utah Jazz traveling to take on the Charlotte Hornets. There is no spread or um, or there's no line or spread. Uh, for this game uh, at the moment. And on the Utah Jazz injury front, it is currently not available because they are playing right now. So it's, it's a back-to-back set for them. Um, and the home team is Charlotte, is Charlotte. And on the Charlotte side, you have a few injuries of note. P.J. Washington and Jalen McDaniels. And probable is Terry Rozier. Uh, so with, with that, um, second leg of a back-to-back, who do you like on the Jazz? So, oh, the Jazz side here. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I, I'm not liking the games, uh, just the way uh, Spider Mitchell and Conley have been playing lately. Um, they're just not hitting their shots like I've been wanting them to hit their shots. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, uh, he went off again tonight. He hit five for eight from three-pointer. Uh, yeah, from three-point from the arc. He had 23 points, seven rebounds, just six man, man. He's he's doing it, and um at his price there, he's uh, not a bad option. Um, 
Yeah, where's he at? 5,500. Man, that's not a bad option for what he's been doing and producing. And he, he went off tonight. Um, the other guy, Bogdanovich, another guy who went off tonight, 21 points. Um, solid option every night. Um, not every night, but he's 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 producing what what's he averaging 23, 24 fantasy points a night. He's he's getting the shots. He's he's putting them up. He's he's 10 to 15 shots every night. Um the other match, just the matchup wise, if you're gonna be going against Zeller or uh what's God, you you're probably have Miles Bridges down there, Rudy Gobert. I just see him eating up tons of uh tons of rebounds on this and and just killing it on the paint for this matchup. Seventy four hundred, another good uh, center option if you're uh, looking to not spend as high as the Vooches and the the Drummonds. So um, I'm gonna stay away from Mitchell and Conley just based on their game lately. And uh, Gobert, Clarkson, and Bogdanovich, I like on this side of the ball. Yeah, that's that's definitely kind of what I was envisioning as well. So, I mean, the Jazz are coming in, again, back-to-back set. Um, I fully expect this game to actually be one of the the lowest-scoring games of the entire slate. Uh, So, therefore, I would not be targeting many guys. Uh, The Jazz should be pretty significant favorites, especially with Peter Washington out. Uh, Despite them getting Terry Rozier back, I just don't expect them to potentially... Um, keep this game close uh, just because the Jazz have just been playing such great ball recently. Um, you know, despite of you called it Mitchell's um, shooting issues and shooting woes, um, they've still been able to get it done. And that's why they're number one in, in the Western Conference, which is incredible. Um, hey, puppy. Um, <laughs> and, um, uh, so on the Jazz side, I love Jordan Clarkson, 5,500. He's going to be absolutely a smash candidate. This game should should not stay close by any means. And which point Clarkson's going to get plenty of run. And like you said, he's coming in confident off of a, of a great shooting performance tonight. Should absolutely replicate that in this game. Um, so he's my favorite play on the Jazz side. And then I'll have a little bit of interest in Rudy Gobert just because I don't foresee him getting many minutes uh, if this game ends up being a blowout. 7400 is a great price tag to play, to play for Rudy Gobert on any slate. But there's always that risk of blowout. And if it's a blowout, he's just not going to get the fantasy production like we've seen in previous games. Um, so that, that's, 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 a, that's pretty much it for me on the Jazz side. Uh, I think, who do you love on the Hornet side, if anybody? Who do I love? <laughs> uh, well, if, with Roger News coming back, um, I think LaMelo, I don't know. They said he might be starting uh, going forward, but we'll have to see about that. 7,100, he does look like a wizard out there just doing everything. Um, he looks great out there last game. Uh, with Rozier back, I'm probably going to fall back off LaMelo on this one. Gordon Hayward, 7,500, just a guy who's just staying there in that uh, mid-7K range and just producing. His ceiling is uh, just as high as anybody else up in, uh, you know, up in those higher, that higher tier range. Um, yeah, Gordon Hayward, even if it is a low-scoring game, I like him just to produce and, and give us those 40 fantasy points um, and just to have that guy locked in my lineup and, and uh, I trust him on a nightly basis. So especially in this, uh, in this matchup, they're going to, he's going to have to be Utah shoots a lot of threes and somebody else is going to have to be doing it on the Charlotte side of the ball. So Gordon Hayward, 7,500. Uh, the other guy oh, is Cody Zeller's just going up and up uh, 6,100. Now uh, he's going to have to be out there with Gobert. I, I just, I can't do it at that price. It's just too much for me. Um, and 
Miles Bridges, 5,400 would be a better option for me, just the way he played last game. Um, he put up 11 shots. He, he's 7 for 11, uh, 32 fantasy points. And uh, he, he's going to be given those minutes now that uh, P.J. Washington's out. So Miles Bridges. And if you want to take a shot at Malik Monk repeating a 9-3 pointer uh, game again, uh, go ahead. I'll probably have a share of him just to see what he does and not miss out on that. So uh, Malik Monk, 4,500, not a lock and load at um, at all, but Gordon Hayward and uh, Miles Bridges, I'll be looking at a lot on this side of the ball. Yeah, that's a great call. Uh, Miles Bridges, uh, I had a little note that he should start again with PJ Washington out. Um, so I like him quite a bit. Uh, the price tag has gone up to 5,400, so he's not going to be a sleeper by any means uh, on any slate. Um, so that's why people might be a little cautious in playing him and locking and loading. Uh, especially in this type of game scenario against the Jazz. But again, if you want to play that that ownership card and play Miles Bridges, I highly recommend that. Um, I, I think he should be able to, to put up 25, 30 fantasy points fairly easily despite of a blow at risk. Um, the only other guy I'm looking at, Gordon Hayward, 7,500. Um, certainly going to be a guy that needs to, to do a little bit of everything, especially if you know the starting lineup remains unchanged or if Rozier comes back to the starting lineup obviously we'll get some additional clarity before game time in terms of the starting lineup um, despite all of that Gordon Hayward his price is to a point where you know you can certainly play him or fade him depending on, on the matchup I don't necessarily love the matchup against the Jazz so I'm probably not going to play him too much I'm really going to be focusing on Miles Bridges just because he should be able to get plenty of opportunity um, despite of game total, Lamelo Ball is just priced a little bit too high, um, just given his recent play, 7100 against the Jazz. You know he's not been he has not been distributing as much as we we've seen in the past. Um, he hasn't really gotten to 10 assists in, in quite a few games. Um, he's still putting up pretty decent fantasy numbers despite all of that. Um, but I just I don't know if I can trust Lamelo Ball against the Utah Jazz playing as well as they are. Um, so with that said, it's, it's going to be Miles Bridges and Miles Bridges only on, on this side of the card. Awesome. Sounds good. Awesome. So cool. be- before we move on to the next game, uh, I just wanted to quickly shout out the Fantasy Pass. Fantasy draft season is over, and you already, Brewski, won 50 your way to a hell of a team, but the season has just begun. Uh, the Fantasy Pass is still the best deal in the industry, just $4.99 per month. Um, and that we're in, now that we're in regular season, there's zero commitment. Sign up for one month for five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. We know you love it, but it's always nice to have that option. Uh, also, DFS Pass is only only a dollar a month as well, and you get access to the Hoopball Discord server, which you can all hang out with the Hoopball pros like myself and Chuck uh, around the clock and get one-on-one help with with you and your team. Any time of day and right before lock, especially. So please do check it out. Head to hoopball dash hoopball dash ball hoop. Sorry, really <laughs> first time reading it. Hoop dash ball dot com and click on the fantasy pass and just below the main media wall. Got him. Awesome. <laughs> so as I fumble through that, let's jump into the next game on the slate. We have right. Washington Wizards taking on the Miami Heat, traveling to take on Miami Heat. Um, the current total is 228.5 points, with the Heat favored by 6.5 points. Um, on the Wizards side, you have Thomas Bryant out for the year, and you have 
Hall, Hall Nato, who's also out for this game. And on the Miami Heat side, you have Avery Bradley out, Maurice Harkless out, Myers Leonard out, and Chris Silva out. And as far as probable tags, you have Gabe Benson and Goran Dragic. Let's jump into it. Who do you like on the Wizards side? The Wizards side. Um, last game, um, really, uh, Hachimura, he had a decent game um, at 5,400. Uh, if you're looking for a solid option, somebody uh, he's producing over 30 fantasy points a game. Um, good matchup here. Um, I think uh, he's a good 5,400 play here. Um with uh westbrook's back here so 9k uh just the way he's been playing um uh, if you want to go there um oh i i'm not going to be able to play westbrook uh in this game bradley beal's down on his salary i like beal um 9500 down from his usual uh 10k range um could be a shootout with Jimmy Buckets there on the other side of the ball. So Bradley Beal, 9,500, I'll have some shares of. Um, take some shots at Rui. My good value play, who I've been like, uh, just like playing lately, 3,900. Denny Avdia, uh, solid guy on the floor, just spreading uh, spreading those stats everywhere, uh, points, rebounds, steals. Um, I expect him to uh, keep getting those 30-plus minutes and uh, just keep producing and, and taking those uh, fair shots he, he's getting on a nightly basis. And uh, he's becoming a, a good uh, role player on the on the Washington side. So I think uh, uh, Denny for a value play, if I had to go some kind of mid-tier, it would be Rui. And if I'm going uh, high-tier, it's going to be Bradley Ball or Beal there how about yourself yeah no I, I think you definitely nailed it as far as my thought process as well so for me i'm looking at bradley beal 9500 he's pretty much matchup proof at this point in his season um again despite playing with westbrook in this game he got a nice little price reduction to 9500 which we all love to see uh and he can go off for 55 fantasy points pretty much on a nightly basis um, he hasn't gotten to that point in, in about a week, so there might be some skeptics, especially against the Miami Heat. But the Miami Heat are not the same Miami Heat that we saw in the finals of the bubble season, and they are pretty awful this year as well. So with that said, um, I like Bradley Beal a lot in this matchup at 9,500. He's probably my favorite play of this game. Um, the only guy I'm looking at really from a value perspective is probably going to be Davis Bertans. Um, guy that has not been playing really well since returning. He's getting conditioning back up, but he's coming off a game where he did probably 23 fantasy points. And despite all that, he's still got a price reduction here. So I'll take advantage of that. 4,700. Um, I'm going to have some fair share of him. And then as far as dumpster diving, love the Danny of Deja call. Uh, he's a guy, a young rookie that is starting for the Wizards and, and get, get pretty decent run. A guy that can score, can do a little bit of rebounding, can provide some value. And at 3,900, one of my better value, probably one of the better value plays on this entire slate um, if he gets some solid run. And, and that's it for me on the Wizards side. I think we can jump right into the other side and the Miami Heat. Who do you love? Or like, <laughs> uh, if this game is going to stay close, uh, Bam is in a great matchup. Uh, I don't see who's going to stop him. They're going to have to be going back and forth between uh, Wagner, um, Rolo, and uh, 
and uh, Alex Len there. So I see Bam just destroying these guys as long as he's not getting foul trouble and does the complete opposite. Um, uh, I love Bam in this at, at 9,200, uh, just producing. And if if <laughs> this is just a great matchup for him, he's going to smash if everything goes well for this guy on the court tomorrow. Um, Jimmy Buckets, 8,300. Uh, definitely have some shares of him. You can't go wrong just since he's been back. He's just producing, um, just a monster on the court. He's Jimmy Butler. So, um, 8,300, another eight guy, 8,000 guy, um, solid option for your lineup, uh, for those 40 to 50, just high ceiling, uh, player. Um, it, uh, Kelly O is also in a good, um, good situation here. 4,800, just another little low mid tier, um, uh, wing guy here uh, just seems to be producing. I think he's in a great matchup here. I, I'm definitely going to have some Kelly O. Uh, Olenek shares um, in this one, and I think that's that's it. Um, they're saying Gabe Vincent might play now because Avery Brad- Bradley's out. I'm I don't like playing Gabe Vincent, so I mean it's just an option there at 3300. But just to point it out, but I'll definitely uh, probably not be playing him. But he's a good he's a good play at, at 3300. If if he's going to play um, with Davey Bradley out and get some more minutes, then yeah, uh, he'll produce and hit value. So that's pretty much it. I'm going with the big guys on this side of the ball. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Jimmy Butler 8300 is my favorite play. Um, just dollar for dollar. Uh, in this game probably just because of his upside and his price tag is very reasonable Um, coming off a game a near triple double in this very same matchup um, a guy that should be able to to consistently flirt with that triple double ability um, and that price tag is great Uh, I actually like him a little more than Bam just because of the price tag it's $900 cheaper um, Bam, you know, again, should smash in this matchup and he's been smashing, but that price tag is pretty high. And I don't, I don't expect the wizards to be as close as they have been, uh, despite Westbrook coming back. I just, I don't foresee despite the, the close spread, um, and this game matchup, I just, I don't see it being an opportunity for Bam to really have a 50 point game, uh, which we'll probably need to get, to get some, some juice out of that 9,200 price tag. So Jimmy Butler is probably my favorite play. Gabe Vincent, again, you called it. People can take some shots on him. I'm not going to be looking at Gabe Vincent because I don't think he's going to get much usage with Butler and Drogic in the fold. Um, But 3,300, he's a great play versus the outrageous price tag of Kendrick Nunn. Somehow he's still priced at 5,600. He he didn't even play in the last game. (laughs) So I have no idea why he's even even on there as a mid-tier option. So that's just a fun call out. Um, So yeah, that's it for me. Butler... Some interest in Bam, not much, and then um, definitely a very slight to, to none, it, slight to no interest in Gabe Vincent as well, uh, and that pretty much sums it up in this game. Awesome. Jumping into the next game, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to take on Oklahoma City Thunder at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and on the injuries for the Minnesota Timberwolves, you have Jared Culver's out, Car Anthony Towns is also out. And questionable tags, you have Juancho Hernan Gomez, D'Angelo Russell, and probable is Naz Reed. Um, on the Thunder side, you have a boatload of injuries uh, <laughs> slash um, demotions, including Lugans Dort is out, Trevor Ariza is out, Shai Gildress Alexander is out, George Hill is out, Ty Jerome is out, and Alexei Pokashevsky is also out for the Thunder. 
Who do you like on the Minnesota side of the ball, Chuck? Value over here everywhere, huh? Um, so with Russell, if he sits, um, I've said it last time. I'm not a fan of it, but it's always an option. Um, McLaughlin at 3K minimum salary. Um, he's going to get some run with him out. He'll probably get 20 to 25 minutes. Um, 3K, if he's starting or even just getting those 20, 25 minutes, he's going to hit value. So if you need a guy to hit value um, and you're putting some more studs in your lineup, uh, McLaughlin's not a bad option. Um, so uh, this team, they're just they're just letting their their star kind of run the court and they're they're letting their draft pick kind of do what he wants to do right now. Uh, Anthony Edwards getting those starter minutes and he produced a few games ago but i expect him he's just doing everything he he's he's looking to just kind of show what he's got and this is a good matchup against everybody's out over here on okc so against a young okc team i see anthony edwards uh just great uh great game for him just to really go off here at 5500 i'll definitely be locking the load on anthony edwards in my lineups um malik beasley when russell's out he's doing it 6,400. I mean, you can't go wrong with Malik Beasley. He's, he's given us fantasy points every single night. So, um, great option with Russell out Malik Beasley, Anthony Edwards, um, Jared Vanderbilt just seems to be kind of, uh, dropping down. He went to the bench and he's only, he only got 16 minutes in uh, previous game before that 19. So I'm going to stay away from him at 5,100. I, I did love playing him, but uh, it just seems like a fade these days. Um, but other than that, I think on this side of the ball, that's pretty much it. I'm not liking any value other than that uh, McLaughlin play. So yeah. Um, what are you liking on Minnesota there? Yeah. On the Minnesota, on the Minnesota side, it's tough. Because you definitely called it. I mean, the Russell news was going to impact everyone's lineups. Uh, if Russell plays, I'm not, I don't have much interest in anyone on the right. Minnesota side. Outside of maybe Malik Beasley at 6,400, he's always going to be able to, to get shots. It's a matter of whether he's going to be the primary go-to guy or the secondary go-to guy if Russell plays. So I like Beasley. And then Anthony Edwards, again, great call, 5,500 if if Russell sits, Edwards should slide into the starting lineup and he becomes a nice little mid-tier value play as well on this slate. Um, so I like him. The other guy I'm actually looking at is Nasri, 5,400. Uh, a guy that should get plenty of minutes in this matchup against the Thunder. The Thunder, again, are not going to be necessarily um, the strongest team from, from uh, as far as health standpoint. So Nasri should be able to absolutely eat at 5,400. Um, we've seen what he can do with minutes. Uh, in his last game, he put up 30 fantasy points, uh, and he only shot the ball seven times. So that just shows you his ability to fill up the stat sheet uh, across the board. Um, he's had games where he's had 45 fantasy points this season. 5,400 is a great price tag to play for a guy that, that's, that should get plenty of runs. So Nazareth is my favorite play on the Minnesota side of the ball. Um, I'm booking it right now. Um, and then, <laughs> awesome. And then on the Thunder side, who do you like? So when we saw Shea sit out last game, who stepped up? Um, Darius Baisley, 5,700. He finally uh, showing us the Darius Baisley we remember. Uh, 41 and a half fantasy points last game. Double, double, 18 points, 12 rebounds. Uh, I expect Darius Baisley in this matchup, uh, especially on that other side of the ball, that defense. Um, 
to uh, have another repeat uh, performance there. 5,700, great play. Um, another one of those uh, mid-tier center options, Al Horford. He's definitely been uh, just getting the run. Um, with the Minnesota uh, front court defense, I, I expect Horford to pretty much smash his value and, and give us 30 to 35 fantasy points in this one. That's what you need. Um, I think uh, I, 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 3,500, Kenrich Williams, I don't want to do it. Um, I, yeah, um, if with all these guys out, with Lou Dort out, he's going to get some run, and he's just a fantasy point per monster, uh, minute monster. Uh, yeah, you can go that route. Um, I'll have some shares of him just to see what he can do. And uh, I think uh, <laughs> that's enough on this side of the ball. I don't know. What does Santino call him? Uh, he's my dude, Diallo. Uh, he might be their facilitator there on that side of the ball. About 31 and a half, uh, 31.8 fantasy points last game with all these guys out. Lou Dor, uh, Shea, uh, I think Baisley and Diallo will be the main guys. Um, I just I can't go with uh, Theo on this one. His, his price is so jacked up now. He's just not the value uh, like he was when he was down to 3,500. So – I'm gonna pass on uh, on that on that uh, that guard um, option. So um, yeah, man, uh, it's gonna be. Uh, I'm looking at Diallo, Baisley, and Horford mainly on this side of the ball with all these guys out. Yeah, you definitely touched on it. I actually, um, I'm gonna go one more. I'm gonna actually throw out. I'm gonna actually go Theo Maladon. Maladion, apologies. Um, mm. He is absolutely gonna be in play. Just because, even despite his price tag increase, you know he's going to get plenty of run, and we've seen the defensive upside. I mean, the guy put up uh, put up a, a pretty nice, solid fantasy game, twenty eight fantasy points, and he shot two of twelve from the field, thanks to six steals and one block. I don't expect <laughs> him to have six steals and one block again, but he's clearly showing the ability to play defense. If he can hit some shots, he should have no problem hitting value at five thousand. Um, I actually love him. As well, you touched on it. Darius Baisley is going to be in play. Should get plenty of usage in this game because of the fact that there's so many guys out. Um, he's going to finally be able to, to really unleash his full court ability. Um, and he's coming off a nice little game with a price tag hike of $500, $5,700. i am not too worried about it in this game against the soft Timberwolves defense. So I love Baisley. Those are my two favorite plays. And then I'll have some interest in Hamidou Diallo as you touched on it. He's just a guy that, that can just throw up shots and can produce uh, across the board. Um, his price also has increased a little bit, given his new opportunity, new starting lineup position. I still have no no problem going back to the well with Hamadou Diallo uh, in this matchup against the T-Wolves. Um, so I would rank, as far as my favorites, it's going to go Maladon, followed by Baisley, followed by Diallo in that order. I don't have very much interest in I don't have much interest in Horford at 6100 um, just because he's he's been very consistent recently. I just I don't know if he's gonna really have interest in playing against the Timberwolves in this game. As simple as that. I just don't know if he's gonna have the the veteran uh, guile to really go up against them. So uh, I'm probably gonna steer clear away from Al Horford in this game. Awesome. So cool. let's jump into our 9 p.m cards shall we uh right. we have detroit traveling to phoenix to take on the suns pretty awful game total of 215 and a half with the suns favored a whopping eight and a half points which is incredible um on the piston side injury wise you have questionable wayne ellington and 
As far as who's out, you have Killian Hayes and Jaleel Okafor both out for the Pistons. On the Sun side, you have Jay Crowder, who's coming, popping up as doubtful. And questionable is Abdul, Abdul Nader. And as far as who's out, you have Cameron Payne and Dario, Dario Saric for the Phoenix Suns. Who do you like or love on the Detroit Pistons in a pretty much defensive battle here? Yeah, so um, uh, at a value play here, a uh, guy I'm looking at, um, especially running with this uh, young Suns team, is uh, if you really want to dig deep, deep, is uh, Isaiah Stewart. Um, where'd he go? 3,200 there. Um, just a guy who's going to be getting some run. Um, he's I've been watching him on the court, and he's looked pretty solid. He's not given those fantasy points yet. But uh, I think this is a good matchup for him. Um, if you really want to dig low at 3,200, Isaiah Stewart's a guy I'm looking at to uh, get some more of those uh, those those big dogs in my lineup. The other guy, uh, with these guys out, um, if they are out, uh, it looks like uh, I like Josh Jackson. Um, um, just producing on a nightly level, 5,100. Uh, just love his game. Double-digit um, real game points the past couple games. Uh, does everything on the court. Uh, he's getting the minutes. Uh, I, I, I like. I love Josh Jackson at 5,100. He's definitely going to be in a lot of my lineups. Um, and the other guy is uh, DeLon Wright. Um, DeLon Wright, uh, 5,600. Uh, we all saw what he did uh, what last week now, but uh, you know since then just uh, producing you know uh, those mid twenty range fifty six hundred. I, I expect him to hit value against the Phoenix team here, and uh, 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 Blake Griffin. No, I don't know what you're doing these days. Definitely staying away from that guy. Um, and and Jeremy Grant. I, I don't like this matchup for him. I do like playing Jeremy Grant, um, but I just. Uh, with this game, I'm going to stay away. So I'm looking at uh, DeLon Wright um, and uh, Derek Rose. I don't know what's going on with this guy's stomach bug, but uh, with Wayne Ellington out too, I, I really like Josh Jackson. And if I'm digging deep, Isaiah Stewart, what are you liking on this Detroit side of the ball here? Yeah, I'm not liking much. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Um I'm going to go Dylan. Dylan Wright is absolutely going to be an opportunity. He's going to be a GBP play at best, given this game total, given this matchup. Um, but I like him to bounce back. He's been putting up up until up until the Warriors game a couple games ago. He was putting up 30 fantasy points. He even had a 57 fantasy point game against the Sixers. I mean, if he gets the run, you can, can do a little bit of everything. You can, you can steal the ball. You can really get some assists. You can score the score buckets. So, Dylan Wright is probably my only play I'm really looking at on the Pistons side. I don't have a lot of interest in Josh Jackson uh, just because of the inconsistent role on the team, 5,100. I, I would much prefer Josh Jackson um, when he was priced in the 4,000. Uh, he is coming off two great games in a row, but I just I don't see that coming to fruition against the Suns defense. So, I'm not a, I don't have a ton of interest in Josh Jackson. Wayne Ellington, 4,500, a guy that for at one point was just shooting lights out. Last two games, he has made a whopping one field goal. So not a guy I'm looking at normally. Um, but again, if you really want to go bargain dump, bargain diving, he should be 1% owned uh, on this entire slate. Uh, so you might want to go there. But I'm not going to have much interest in Wayne Ellington just given his inconsistencies. And then... You touched on it, Jeremy Grant. 7000 is a nice price tag for Jeremy Grant. It's probably the lowest it's been 
since the beginning of the season um, because his games have been pretty consistent recently. But again, he's going to be a GBP play only, um, but a, a solid option on this slate. I'm, I'm probably going to have to say Jeremy Grant is going to be number one for me on the Pistons, followed by a, a distant Dellen Wright, and that's it. I'm not touching anyone else on the Pistons. Uh, I'm going to just say it right now. Um, no one else is going to get any love from me. Uh, <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I, I think because I well, what I do like about Josh Jackson, if Wayne Ellington, he's questionable right now. If he does sit, then I think Josh Jackson will get to start, and I think he'll get more run there. That's another reason why I'm, I'm more leaning towards Josh Jackson there. If Ellington does end up playing and starting, then I'll definitely fall back more off Josh Jackson, just to clear that up there a little bit. <clears throat> great, great call. <laughs> great call. Um, awesome. So, with that said, I think I'll just jump right into the Phoenix Suns. Um, since, again, this matchup is pretty slow-paced, I don't have a lot of interest on the Phoenix Suns side as well. Um, I'm only looking at, really, DeAndre Eden, 7,100. His price down a little bit, coming off some 30-point games. He hasn't really been asked to do much um, in games against the Pelicans and the Mavericks, but absolutely going to be an option for me. Given this matchup against the Pistons, I don't see Plumlee guarding him much. He should be able to, to get the 15, 16 rebounds, no problem. And if he gets a 15, 16 points with maybe a block or two, suddenly that's a great game for DeAndre. So I like DeAndre. He's my favorite play on the Suns. I'll have some interest in Chris Paul, but his price tag is getting up there. 7900 is a price tag that's difficult to, to really process. He was playing fantastic prior to last game, which was a blowout where he put up 60 and, and sixty points uh, against the Mavericks in back-to-back games. Um, so he's a guy that you can take some shots on um, as a tournament play. I just don't see this game staying close, uh, which is why I don't see Chris Paul getting too many minutes. Um, same thing to say with Devin Booker coming back from injury. Price 7,500, which is going to be the lowest, probably going to see Devin Booker all season. I just don't see him getting a lot of minutes just given this blowout potential. Um, and if this game does become a blowout, as I just mentioned, Frank Kaminsky, 3,400, lock him in, lock him into your lineups. A uh, guy that a couple of games ago when no one played him, when he was bottom salary, put up 44 fantasy points over the triple-double against the Warriors. So if it's a blowout, Frank Kaminsky is probably my favorite play of this Suns team. Who do you love on the Suns? Yeah, I like where you were going with there. Uh, yeah, definitely Frank. Uh, Frank's definitely, uh, if he gets those minutes, he's just a fantasy point. Uh, he, he he eats them up, and uh, he's definitely going to take advantage of those uh, blowout minutes, that garbage time. Um, with all these other guys out, um, if uh, if Crowder does end up sitting, uh, I would definitely, I would pretty much probably pivot to uh, an, like an Abdul Nader, but he's questionable as well. And if both of these guys are questionable, I'm looking at Cam Johnson at 4,800. Um, just uh, a guy who's going to have to f- uh, fill those minutes, um, whether or not this is blood or not, he, he should be able to get, um, you know, his respective minutes there. And and I, I think with uh, Crowder out, he's just going to get more run. And I, I don't see him not uh, hitting value in uh, in producing um, in this in this matchup. Um, the other guy, Devin Booker, uh, I'm I'm going to definitely take some stabs on Booker in this one. I, I like that he's still throwing up 20 shots per game. Um, is as, as long as he's hitting, just needs to be hitting more than 50 percent of those. And, I, and I'm I'm good with taking Booker at 7,500. He's been getting a lot of uh, a lot of wrath from uh, dating his little Kendall Jenner girl, and that it's slowing down his game. So I, I expect him to uh, try to get a little 
uh, a little pissed at this one and and start hitting some shots, even if he just starts hitting them early and, and a blowout happens. Uh, do it quick. But I, I like Devin Booker uh, in this matchup, and uh, and I'm going to stay away from Aiton in this one. It's a great matchup for him, but just that blowout risk, um, I'm, I'm going to have to stay away from at 7,100 with all these other options uh, at that price. And I think that's pretty much it. I like Cam Johnson, and uh, I, I like Booker, uh, whether this game stays close or not. That's pretty much it for me. Fair enough. Um, before we jump into the final game of the slate, you know what time it is. It's time about the upcoming Valentine's Day. Yes, Valentine's Day is upon us, fellas. Make sure you're ready for whenever, wherever the night may take you. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. Two million men are already using Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. The best way to get started is with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0, full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Package 3.0 is led by their revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced skin-safe technology and features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's also waterproof, which prevents a mess on the bathroom floor and in the sink especially when it's time for Cupid to shoot his little arrow. And let's be real. We smell the worst down there before. That's why I'm thankful for their crop preserver and crop reviver. These products keep our boys from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The perfect package suit pointer will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that will keep your drugs feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxers, easily the comfiest boxers I've ever had. Get 20% off. Plus free shipping with code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com. Jumping into our final game of the night. How excited are you, Chuck? Oh, man. <laughs> we have these I Celtics. like this one. This is definitely a good <laughs> national television game here, man. I'm excited for this one, actually. <laughs> Absolutely. We have the Celtics traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Clippers. The game total is 221 with the Clippers favored by five. Injury side on the Celtics side, you have Jalen Brown, questionable, Peyton Pritchard, questionable, and who's out is Marcus Smart and Romeo Langford are both out for the Celtics. On the Clippers side, the only injury note is Patrick Beverly, who is out for this game. Who do you like on the Celtics side in this primetime game? Well, if Jalen Brown sits, um, I'm looking at uh, Jason Tatum at 8,900. Yeah, he's he's up there, but uh, he's, he's, he's going to get tons of usage uh, with Brown out. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to be definitely staying on top of that that Brown news and, and see what happens there. If Brown's out, it's a lock and load Jason Tatum for me in this matchup, especially going against uh, uh, this Clippers team. They're, they're, they're going to have to uh, really battle it out. National television game, uh, just prime time, last game of the night. Um, I, I I love this matchup here. I'm excited to. I'm excited for it. The other guy uh, looks like Kemba's back. 6,500, 6,500 for Kemba. It looks like he got 31 minutes that last run against Golden State. Um, he's uh, he's looking good now and uh, looking healthy. And uh, I like uh, I like his price at 6,500. I'm definitely going to be the uh, if Brown's out. I'm looking at Tatum and both uh, Kemba in this one. Um, 
I don't know if this uh, if Peyton Pritchard's coming back uh, with Smart out. Uh, Teague's just not producing for me, so I'm going to stay away there. Um, and uh, Mr. Time Lord, uh, Time Lord Robert Williams, 3600. Uh, I'm sure he's going to have to be out there with uh, Ibaka or uh, Zubac out there. So uh, great value play, just uh, killing it when he gets the minutes. And uh, I think uh, he's a, he's a great he's a great value there. I think uh, that's pretty much it on this side of the ball here. Um, it's pretty much going to be Tatum, Kemba, and uh, and definitely Time Lord there. How about yourself over here on this side? Yeah, you definitely nailed it. I mean, Time Lord is always in play for me on most cards. Uh, I think the Clippers is a great matchup for him to smash in limited minutes. Uh, the only thing that I just don't trust are his minutes, and that's the one thing coding him back just because of the, the three-headed monster down low. They have Daniel Tice starting with Tristan Thompson. Everyone seems to appears to be healthy. Is the only concern, like you mentioned it, he's a great fantasy per minute producer. Um, and he should, if he gets 15, 20 minutes at 3,600, he's going to be a lock and load as a, as a nice dumpster dive uh, value play. And then you, you touched on it. Kemba Walker, 6,500, should be absolutely in play in this game. If, if Jalen Brown ends up sitting, um, he should absolutely smash that price tag. And he could, could potentially be one of the best point guard plays on the slate, despite a tough Clippers matchup, uh, just because of his price tag and ability to produce with Jason Tatum. Um, speaking of Jason Tatum, I don't know if I have too much interest in Tatum just because he's 8,900. Uh, it is a tough matchup for him, and that price tag is high. He is coming off a nice game against the Kings where he put up almost 58 fantasy points. In this matchup, and the defense of Kawhi Leonard, I just don't see that happening as much. So I'm going to probably fade Jason Tatum in this game. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Jalen Brown, if he plays, might I'll have some interest in Jalen Brown. 7600 is a nice price tag for him. But again, the injury concern, you know, he's dealing with some knee soreness. It just, it's, it's tough to really rely on Jalen Brown in this type of game against the Clippers. So I'm not going to have much interest there. Um, and that's pretty much it for me on the Celtics side. Who do you love on the Clippers side? Um, so Pat Bev is still out. Um, I mean, you got your big dogs, uh, Kawhi and Paul George, both pretty much close uh, this time. Usually they got like a 400 uh, difference, you know, um, $100 difference. It's just uh, I'm, I'm probably going to play a couple lineups, one with George and one with Kawhi. Um, one of them seems to have a better game um so yeah both of those i'll definitely uh differentiate with um ibaka is going to be out there with like you said tristan thompson and tice uh with uh the occasional time lord coming in and out so i like ibaka here at 5500 um great center option for that price he's definitely gonna have to be on the floor with all these guys um and I think that's it for value on this side. Um, not much. Lou seemed to be hitting his shot that last game, but just can't trust the guy. Uh, 4,400. It's very tempting to take, but uh, I'm just gonna fall back off that. Uh, off, off, off that, and pretty much pro- probably just stay with Kawhi and Paul George on this one, with a little bit of Ibaka sprinkled in there. Yeah, that's probably the safest play. I mean, it, it, it's a tough one against the Celtics. I mean, with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard playing, um, you can go either way. Uh, Kind of what we said earlier on the slate with Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry, it's tough to gauge who's going to go off in this game. Um, You know, both could be potentially in play. Um, I just, it's hard to really trust any of them. 
Um, so I'm probably not going to have much interest there. Um, unless you're playing tournaments, in which case Kawhi Leonard 8800 is probably going to be your best bet. Um, so, and that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, it's it's tough on the Clippers side because with a bunch of these guys healthy, you, you touched on Ibaka 5500, uh, good matchup. I just it's it's just hard to trust him. Uh, price tag is really nice as well. Um, so if you have, so I'll I'll have some shares of Serge Ibaka uh, and then some shares of Leonard and George in some lineups, but that's pretty much it on the Clippers side. It's really hard to trust anyone else um, on the, on the Clippers end. And that's, and that's pretty much it. Uh, I think that uh, wraps up the Clippers. Um, before we go, who is your favorite value play on this entire slate? Oh man, we got, uh, oh, all right. So, whew, that's a question there, huh? Um, yeah, let me give me a second here for this one. It's, uh, best value play. So we're talking low guys here. Is that where you're going with this one? Yeah, forty five hundred and below price. All, all right. Yeah. Um, I like Denny. Uh, Denny Avdia uh, at thirty nine hundred. Um, just a good matchup. Uh, Miami seems to struggle against the wings and. Uh, he seems to be producing at least 20 fantasy points um, since he's been getting uh, since he's been back since for, from health and protocol. So I, I like him at that price um, for value from um, compared to uh, the rest of rest of these question. Not 100 percent sure, guys. How about yourself, man? That's a great call. I'm going to go Frank the Tank Kaminsky. Uh, yeah. I just expect a blowout. So you should get plenty of run. Uh, and that price tag is just ready to ready to play uh, and get some of the other studs in your lineup. So with that said, uh, I want to thank everyone for, for bearing with us um, and in my first hosting opportunity. And hopefully everyone enjoyed this podcast. Um, you can always reach out to myself and, and Chuck on Twitter. My Twitter is dmank33. What, why don't you tell other people what yours is as well, Chuck? Yeah, you can find me over at Chuck underscore Mans, M-A-N-Z, uh, a.k.a. Monster Trip Dubber. Excellent, excellent. Uh, and, and and with that said, everyone have a great have a great DFS night and wish everyone the best of luck. And thanks for joining NBA DFS today. See ya. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.